Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Frank Surveyors and today I'm here with John Freeman. Hi John, how are you? Hello. Hello. So John, what's your business called and what do you do? I'm John Freeman, I'm the Stress Buster and uh, I help stressed out women not to be. So I look after people who are having panic attacks and burnout and breakdown and overwhelm and I stop that. That sounds like something that I need in my life, darling. No so way. what, I know, yeah, I'm always stressed. So <laughs> what got you into this business? I got really stressed. <laughs> How else? I was, I was, I was, I have been the most stressed out person you have ever met in your life. I did it for about, I don't know, most of my life. Very, very bad. Do you want to know how bad? Yeah. So I, 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 uh, when I got to 28 years old, I won't tell you before that, when I got to 28 years old, I discovered there was a difference between a positive and a negative uh, mental attitude. So I said about trying to make something of myself, but I had so much negativity in me, all I did was keep banging up against it. So I, I started up a garden maintenance business and I undervalued myself and I had massive low self-esteem and I worked way too hard and way too long. And I just, I, I became this efficiency freak. So everything had to be done at the speed of light. And, and if anything slowed me down or stopped me, I would just completely freak out and start shouting and swearing and losing my temper. And I basically lived on the edge of sanity for about 20 years. And my friends used to say, John, John, you're really stressed. I'll say, no, I'm not. I'm just a fish. <laughs> I'm pissed all the time. It was terrible. That sounds similar. <laughs> oh, I was, you know, I'd be driving. I was the white van man. I'd drive around shaking my fist at everyone, scratching my leg until I bled while I was driving around. I didn't stop for anything, you know. Not for, I didn't stop for breaks, for lunch, for nothing. I was just charging. Did it for years. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. So what was the turning point? It was a funny old thing, actually. I, I, I used to drink a lot of coffee as well and smoke way too much marijuana. And the two things are not a great combination. And uh, I ended up having a row with my brother on his doorstep about something. I have no idea what. And I just walked away realising I'm so stressed. <laughs> and I went home and I got a felt tip pen and I wrote on my bedroom wall, relax, relax, relax. <laughs> like three foot, like just a... But after a while, I, I, I started studying stress and I got so interested. I did a stress management counsellor's course. And then a year after that, I, I got into hypnotherapy and did my hypnotherapy course as well. That was 20 years ago. So you've been in this business for 20 years or has it evolved over the 20 I've years? I've been, yeah, I was a hypnotherapist. It's been evolving and specialising in stress probably two years now. Wow. Because I just realised that was the thing that I was doing all the time with everybody anyway. And it didn't matter what they came to me with. I was doing stress first. And if you get rid of the stress, half the problem, whatever it is, gets up and walks away by itself. Yeah. No, do I you see it? Do you see it around you a lot now? Not around me personally. I see a lot of it online. Yeah. Can you, you know. sniff? Can you sniff it out like a good old sniffer dog? Yeah. You know, you know, there are machines you can put on your finger and it tells you how stressed a person is and that. If you just talk to me five minutes, I'll tell you exactly how stressed you are. It's really easy to see it. Yeah, I um, so I I'm on Clubhouse quite a lot and I, yeah. I can tell 
um, I can tell how honest and how authentic people are by their tones in their voice, by the intonations and everything. And I and somebody questioned me on it last night and or the night before maybe, um, asking me how 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 can you tell? And I was trying to describe that I can feel the energy from the way they speak and the 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 certain tones that they use in the trigger words of the type of businesses that they have. And when they come on and they talk like that, then I can tell that the, the enthusiasm in their business just isn't there. Can you, can you, do you have the same sort of I, sense yeah. of people? And, you know, our, all of our subconsciouses are, are talking to each other all the time, you know, and, and when I'm with my clients, especially when I'm in a position where somebody needs me and they're in front of me, I know everything. And it's like, I can be sitting there one minute and I'm with a client, and I'm thinking, I have no idea what to do with this woman. I have absolutely no. And then suddenly, boom, I know everything. <laughs> and it's like everything. And it, I, I have no idea where it comes from. You know, but I've been doing it for years. I just know everything. I know everything. I know their path. I know exactly what they need to do to just to just to clear out all the clutter, the rubbish and the, and the it just, you know, I know everything. And you can't lie to me yeah whoever you are i just i just feel it i know it i don't really i don't know how i've never really thought about it that much i've got when i was at school they used to tell me i had a lazy brain and 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 now i've kind of made peace with myself after all my own healing i use that to my advantage and it makes me very intuitive because actually i can't be bothered to think too much about stuff so i'm very much i work on the fly all the time i, I don't like planning too much but it makes me really aware of, of lots of things that other people are not. I can, I can be in a room with like 30 people and I know what every one of them needs. That must be overwhelming though. Does that not give you a level of stress? <laughs> yes. yes, it can be. And, and where I do find it. So, so like I'm, I'm very introvert, although I might not seem it when I'm, when I'm talking like this, I'm, I, I really need my space. So if, if I'm at a dinner party, the noise for me is really overwhelming because I can't hear one person because I can hear everybody. So if I'm at a dinner party, the only people I can talk to have to be sitting next to me. I cannot have a conversation with someone on the other side of the table because I can't hear them because I can hear everybody else. And it, that's a little bit stressful for me. When Do you have a noise sensitive? Um... I think it's just tuning into what people, it's like, it's like I can hear what they're talking. I can hear what they're talking. I can hear all these conversations, you know. And it's just like that. It's all fighting for space in my head. And all yeah. I really want to do is talk to that person, and I can't do it because I can't hear them. I'm hearing everybody else. I resonate with that. I've got um, misophonia, where I have a sensitivity to to um, sounds like chewing and stuff like that. So when I'm, what did you say about that? Yeah. So when I'm sitting and and there's a, another like clicking of pens and stuff. Anyone who's mm. ever worked anywhere near me knows that as soon as someone clicks a pen, I'm, I'm, I'm like a sniffer dog okay. for it. Okay, stop. Get your buttons going. <laughs> I've got an end now button. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, John. Thanks for coming. John, so nice to see to you. It wasn't he nice? Yeah, but it, 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 I definitely get that, that overwhelm and it, and it kind of gives me that whole, um, fight flight or, yeah. or fear kind of um 
reaction it's very visceral it's a very like an aggressive reaction and I kind of have to talk myself inside so when there's lots of people talking all at once I have to focus really clearly on what people are speaking and and um, I really struggle now that we have masks on because before I would always focus on people's lips and now I'm like damn there's so much you know communication that's not just speaking isn't it yeah, we're so much. Losing that with, with those masks. Yeah, completely. Just have to be outside more. Mind you, it's encouraging people to be outside more, which is a good thing. Well, hopefully we won't be wearing them much longer. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Although the... easier time, if I'm in the dinner party at home, I'll actually go out and do the washing up. <laughs> because that gives, gives me that space and I can, you know, I need to recharge and, and rejuvenate myself and then I can get back into it again. I tend to, when I'm with people, I like, I just give so much. It's like maybe one day I'll stop doing that and I'll calm down a bit. But that sounds familiar to me because everyone thinks that I'm very extrovert, but I'm I'm a I think they call it an introvert extrovert where mm. I I can do all of that for a certain amount of time and then I have to go and lie down in a quiet corner for a little while <laughs> and re-energize. Yeah, but it, isn't it wonderful when we know that and and we know what we need. Oh my God. Yeah. I've done so much work on myself to figure out the things I just need to, I need to figure out how to work less. That's what I need to do. That's my next thing to work on. But you're working on that, aren't you? I'm working on working on that. Yeah. So what's the plans for your business then, John? What's the future look like? World domination. That's what I always say. Nothing less. I, you know, uh, I, I want, to change the way people think about stress and anxiety. And, and my big hate is people finding it uh, acceptable and just a part of life. And, and I'd like a, a bigger stage and a bigger audience all the time to talk about it doesn't have to be part of life. All of that, you know, life's always going to throw stuff at us, but it, it's how we learn to deal with it. And, and if we can understand stress more, which is a lot of what I try and do is educate people about how stress affects us and, and, and even anxiety. So we, you know, you've got this scale. A lot of people try and separate anxiety and stress and I don't, I simplify it. I get a lot of criticism, criticism for that, but I think it needs simplifying because if we make it simple, simple, then it's easier to get rid of. So I just think, you know, when you get right down here to GAD, that uh, generalized anxiety disorder, I think we can still get rid of it relatively easy. It might take a little longer and you've got to do more work, but that doesn't mean you're stuck with it forever. And I do find there are way too many people in the world who are suffering because they're walking around saying, I can't help it. Mm, Yeah, I understand that. The more we say, I can't help it, whatever the issue is, then the more we're giving our power away to heal it, to change it, you know, to transform ourselves. And we can help it. We can change anything. I've done it. Many others have done it. And, and my yeah. job is, is just trying to convince people, come on, man, let's do this. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I, I struggle to believe anyone who says that they don't have any anxiety at all. I think different situations give different people anxiety. Like the other day, people think, like everyone thinks I'm super confident, but the other day I was meeting somebody that I'd never met before in my life and she always um, recommends me everywhere 
to people and she said she fancy meeting for a for a coffee and I you know there's no way I could say no because she's you know so you didn't want to disappoint her did you? exactly she's so <laughs> nice so nice and so good to me and yeah. I was like of course can so I said yes before I'd even thought about it but then the oh, thought of that's meeting the somebody, best way to get anything done yeah. isn't it say yes first and then we'll worry about how to do it exactly and I do that in my business anyway so as a person I am kind of like that but but to say I wasn't anxious would be a complete and utter lie because that person could have been like a nightmare or, you know, she could have been a, a, sl- a slurpy tea drinker or, you know, you chew- say then. <laughs> <laughs> she could chew really loudly or any of those things yeah, yeah. That, that like That's send me in a freaking spiral. Yeah. So, you know, I think everyone has anxiety. But for me, the more I do things like that, the less anxious I get about them. So and, I know and the anxiety I'm talking about is the one that we live with, you know, the stress that's there every day. You know, but I think I could have lived like that forever had I not decided that I wanted to be less. I wanted to be less um, re- restrained by that feeling of I can't meet new people because they might be this or they might do that or X, Y, and Z. That decision thing that you just said there—that that, that's the core of all my work. You know, you've got to decide what you want. You've got to decide who you want to be. And the rest is easy. We can start working towards that. But without the decision, you're going to that without the decision, that's that I can't help it. But as soon as you make that decision, I'm going to change this, you know, then we can start working towards making that happen. So if anyone needed your help, where would they find you? You can find me um, at johnfreemanstressbuster.com. You can find me in my relatively new group um, called the Guided Meditation Fan Club. Oh, I think I've seen you posting about that. That sounds nice. You have. It's a very new group. And I'm quite excited about it because I've I've been making these guided meditations for like 20 odd years now. And I've got this collection and I haven't really been doing anything with them. And every now and then I've been giving them to people and, and I've kind of got serious about I sell these because they're the best in the world. They're brilliant. They're not just guided meditations to bring peace and quiet. My meditations are designed to move the listener forward. So they're very powerful. They'll, they'll make you cry. They'll make you laugh. They'll give you goosebumps, you know, very, very powerful. Most of them are unscripted, 99% of them. And they come straight from my subconscious to your subconscious. So I've just set up a platform on soundwise.com and I sell them now and and I've got this lovely uh, new group where I talk about the story behind the recordings why I make them what to do with them how to get the best out of them and lots of discounts and special offers and that going in there as well so it's you cool. should ne- you should never discount your worth darling you shouldn't well I like to you know make it available and it's a it's a step forward for me because up until recently I was giving them away. To Just everybody. giving them away. Bye. Well, I'm better than I was, and that is my issue that I've been working with. Way too generous of giving myself away, and I'm actually in this big transition phase at the moment where I'm recognizing my own value and saying, you know, you've got to pay for this. So you have money mindset issues then. I do have money mindset issues, but isn't it wonderful and exciting that I'm now in a position where I'm able to talk about it? Because honestly, two weeks ago, I wouldn't have been able to say that, you know, and I can feel them shifting. I know they're shifting and things are really changing for me and hanging around with people like you who are successful and popular and wonderful. 
excited. That you know that rubs off on people. You know, I love that stuff. Oh, I love that you even think those things of me. It's uh, just really yeah. <laughs> I will. I'll write it down. I'll get clever. Oh, she says you're hard to forget. Anyway, mate. <laughs> I'm definitely hard to forget. Sorry, people. <laughs> so how's the pandemic affected your business? Um, it hasn't really one way or another, surprisingly. There is more stress and anxiety out there. But there's more people complaining about it and nobody extra has particularly been doing anything about it. So business has just been steady. It hasn't it hasn't gone up. It hasn't gone down. I still work with the same kind of people. I only ever work with women. I don't work with men. What, what was that decision? Um, all my friends, when I was a kid, when I was a young man, every, they've all been women. All my, all my good friends have been women. I've had man friends, but not many. Um, and I just get on with them so much better. And, and it's like we're drawn to each other as well. I've just joined a, a, a membership recently and I'm the only man in the membership. It wasn't a, supposed to be a women-only membership. It just, you know, it's, oh, hey, look, there's a man with us. Well done. And it's man like, oh, this is always happening to me. It's just absolutely no surprise. It just happens all the time. And, and But the, the choice was actually made because all my best results got came from women. Yeah. And I actually find men clients really hard to work with i find they have a big barrier and i'm very lazy and i can't be bothered to work through the barrier <laughs> to get to the heart of it and when i talk to a woman we can just get straight into it and there's no time wasting and i've still you know that efficiency thing i talked about i use that now to my advantage i run it it doesn't run me anymore but it makes me very efficient at doing what i do so you know you can be having three or four panic attacks a day and in five weeks i'll have you calm relaxed and happy if that's provide, amazing providing you're willing to do the work you know it can be really really quick same with you know recovery from burnout breakdown you can be completely on your ass give me five weeks i'll have you singing and dancing and you know and and they can't they, they hardly recognize the person they were when they started working with them it's beautiful it's just the best thing in the world to do yeah that sounds amazing i love it you know oh very proud of you john well oh, done thank you very much i really like doing it but like i said women gives me that i can just get straight to the heart to it and boom we're off and we don't have to kind of break through those those barriers when you were a child what did you think you would be haha <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be anything because I was too busy being lonely and miserable and, and very unhappy. Um, yeah. So I think I had a lot of depression and anxiety and loneliness when I was young. So I wanted to be a truck driver. That lasted until I lost my driving license when I was about 22. And then I kind of let go of that idea. I, I would have liked to have been a, a, an astronaut, but that, that was never going to happen. Was it? So I didn't ever really have any kind of dreams or ambitions, which showed up in, in, in my life and how I didn't do anything or achieve. We just, I left school at 15, went on the piss for 15 years. We invented <laughs> unemployment. That was 75. And, you know, and I, I, woke, I literally, I woke up one day 
I think I'd got a 52. I woke up at 52, just lost a job. And suddenly everybody wanted a CV. You know, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with myself? It, it's like, you know, I've got nothing to show. For, you know, I was a hypnotherapist, but I had nothing else to show myself. So I just kept doing this and doing this. I just fell in love with it. I just love this stuff. I love it. Yeah. You can hear it as well. I can I tell in your voice how much you love you doing what you do. I love talking about it. And I love I love it when somebody needs, you know, when you get that that woman that is on her ass and she's desperate and she doesn't know what to do. They're my favorite people in the world. Because I'm like, I got you, baby. <laughs> like, come here. Oh the god. I was I was just talking to someone the other day and I said, like, I'll pick you up and, and I carry you for a month. And, and then I put you back down again and off you go, you know. And I just I just love that because people people need someone they can depend on. And I'm a really dependable person because I've been let down so much myself. I just find it impossible to let down anybody else, which uh, I'm just... It's probably <laughs> another mindset issue that you need to work with as well. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going on holiday in, in, in a couple of weeks and I'm like saying to my client, yeah, yeah, you, might, you know, call me if you need to. And, and my coach is like, stop that! <laughs> I back that in. You're going on holiday. Stop it. And, you know, and, and, you know, if we want to heal stuff, we've got to push our own buttons. So, you know, I'm going to go on holiday. My clients are not going to contact me for eight days and my buttons are going to get pushed something wrong. But I need that holiday. But it's by pushing those buttons that we are able to bring this stuff to the surface and look at it and accept it and move on from it. So, you know, I don't, I, I practice what I preach too. I've been doing this a long time now. Yeah, I need to start doing that. Anyway, we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So John, what are the worst things about you? Oh God, I'm very rash as my coach is just telling me. Um, I have a desperate need to be needed which is just coming up now. I'm literally just dealing with that now. Um, I get angry too often. I'm hugely too passionate. Um, or maybe I talk too much as well. <laughs> and I'm a bit of a loner. I like my own company. Yeah, I do. I find people quite difficult. I do. <laughs> <laughs> We're all right. We're a great team. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I like you know I, the other people. It's the typical introvert thing, you know. I, I love people. I want people, but then when I get them, I don't really want them. You know, go away. You're crowding me. You know. So I'm really. I love the the, the new age. This Zoom thing. That's great because there's a distance here. You know. Yeah. Getting back out there in the world is is another thing for me. So I'm all right. You know, I can take a stage and I I could talk to people but I can get overwhelmed if there's a lot going on around me. You know. Yeah. I want there to be a party at someone else's house so I can leave when I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and unlike you, I'm a teetotal. I've been teetotal for 20 years uh, mm. because I got a thing called acute pancreatitis, which was oh. caused by alcoholic binge. We've been on the piss for three days. So I had to stop drinking instant. That was it. Instant teetotal. So I'm still a piss head on the inside, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't do it on the outside. So, 
you get to that kind of 11 o'clock thing when everybody starts talking shit. Mm. Like, I've got to go, Wendy, can we go home now, please? <laughs> and she has to take me home because I can't handle it, you know. When people, no. people start cuddling you, you know. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I do. Yeah, all right. You're not 20 anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much as we get older. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I like a quiet life. You know, if I go out, I want to go out and eat at six o'clock in the evening. I want to be back home watching the telly by nine o'clock. You're my husband's uh, worst nightmare. He likes to eat at like nine, ten o'clock at night. Oh, really? Drives oh, me insane. Can't be doing with that, man. No. I'm hanging out of my ass by then, so yeah. no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like a drink, don't you? do i'm usually a weekend drinker friday night um but for the podcast i will have a for special occasions for my special, special occasions <laughs> well thank you so much for being no, on the podcast you. john i've been really and looking forward to having a chat with you that was lovely yay. thank you and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk say goodbye john Bye, John.